This episode of Enough is brought to you by Drafts by Agile Tortoise. Drafts is a quick way to capture and share ideas using your iPhone. If you want to tweet, post a status update, or you have a quick text to jot down, you can use Drafts to do just that. You can search or email your drafts to others, and it also has markdown support, terminology support, and a bunch of other features. Believe it or not, Drafts is at only 99 cents, and it's available in the App Store right now. You can find out more by going to agiletortoise.com forward slash drafts, or you can find the link in the show notes. Now let's get on with the show. Hey there, Michael. Hello. How are you, sir? Dandy, sir. How are you? You know, I'm, I'm doing okay. Good. I'm doing all right. This is, uh, you know, we live in interesting times, my friend. Interesting times. Lots going on. The future. But, uh, the future, even. Yeah. So, um, I've been thinking about something. Okay. I've been thinking about kind of meditating on something. Um, <clears throat> and that is this. The inherent positives that exist within negative. The, inter- the inherent positive that exists within negative. Singular, not plural. I'll explain. Please. Zero is a number. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. That it has to be. Because you have to have uh, be able to explain um, negative numbers, and in order to explain negative numbers, you also have to be able to explain the absence of a number, i.e., you know, nothing exists, zero, right? Yeah, <clears throat> and minus one is less than zero. Right, exactly. And the reason that you need negative numbers is because you need to explain when, say, more than zero gets taken away. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> um, and so right there is a is a inherent positive and a negative, right? Um, this thing that is meant to represent absence is, in fact, part of part of the lack of absence and has to be in order to explain it. Um, what got me on this line of thinking was actually, and I don't know if I can link to it in the show notes. If I can find it again, I'll let you know. But the problem is, is I don't quite remember where I heard it on what show on what radio station, what have you. Hmm. Uh, I believe it was national public radio here in the United States, but it could have been, could have been uh, BBC, could have been a number. I, I listen to a fair amount of shortwave radio, too, is another part of this. Um, my dad is uh, super into shortwave. He's a freelance uh, audio engineer and, and, and radio guy. Yeah. Um, so I kind of grew up with, with radio. Um, and so I don't really remember where I heard this, but it's talking about the idea of of dark energy um an astronomer who was trying to explain dark energy uh and trying to explain that uh even though it's this nebulous thing that we know exists but we can't quite explain it because we can't quite see it but we know it's there 
and that it even likely, uh, uh, you know, it, it it likely is what exists in the universe, any place where we can't see anything. Okay. It's the space in between between things. things. Yep. Um, and then he went on to explain that even in this world, this physical world that we, that we live in, there's, you know, there's trillions and trillions and trillions of, of molecules between me and you, but there is no space in this world that is in fact empty. There is never really nothing, only our inability to see. And that's a pretty deep concept when you think of it. Hmm. Right? That even this stuff that we can't see is simply, is, is not, like, there's no space between us. There's always something to fill. There's always stuff filling that void. Yeah. It's just we can't see it. We, it's just like air or... You get what I'm saying, uh-huh. right? Um, and that that is that is true around the universe, right? That there is always something there, something that connects us, something that binds us, right? And in that same way, we are all all bound together, right? The only difference is that we have molecules that are that are opaque versus molecules that are that are invisible. And I don't really know. I haven't really kind of thought through kind of parallels to what this means, how this applies to enough or minimalism or any of that stuff. All I know is that it's a really interesting concept to to ponder uh the this idea that that there is never nothing hmm. that even that even nothing must be named because it exists interesting yeah. <laughs> so that's that's my little that's my little mind candy for the for the day and these are the sorts of weird things I think about when left on my own for too long. <laughs> Where does this stuff come from? Like what I mean, do you hear these things and just like sit and think about them or do they just sort of bounce around in your brain as you get on with your daily activities? Yeah. I mean, I I <clears throat> I, a lot of times I hear these things. Sorry about the pen, that. That was a pen falling, um, which should surprise nobody. Um, uh, yeah, I sometimes hear these things in conversation, or I hear these things on the radio, or I read this thing on the internet. Uh, another thing, and and a lot of times what happens is that I'll hear this one thing, like the like the radio show with the astronomer talking about this. And I'll start thinking about it, and then I'll start seeing it everywhere. Like I'll start seeing it in things I read and things I right. Um, 
mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mandy Brown of uh, 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 of uh, no, it wasn't Mandy Brown of Working Library. Sorry, it was. Um, uh, I believe it was Lynn uh, Danzico, uh, Liz Danzico uh, from uh, from Bobulate. Uh, recently wrote a you know, little commentary piece on another piece uh, on quiet, uh, where she, uh, towards the end, says quiet is a form of noise. Right? Mm-hmm. Which is true. Just in the same way that, that zero is a number, right? <laughs> and the same way that that nothing is actually something. You know, you just made me um, think of something. You know, you said that you, you see something and then you see it everywhere. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon? Ooh, 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 okay. Now you get you have given me a chance to link to something in Wikipedia in the show notes. Do explain, my friend. I have not heard of this. It's B W A D E R, and then uh-huh. uh, sort of, um, uh, hyphen M E N. M E I N H O F phenomenon, so Bader Abada Meinhof phenomenon. Most, I think, the probably the best way to describe it is: say you get a new car, or you have a friend that gets a new car, and then all you do is notice those the other cars that are the same. So let's say, you, yes, you know, and, and or, or if uh, you, you hear a new word, and then you see that word everywhere. Or you hear it everywhere. Or as you say, you learn about something and then it comes up again randomly. That's called the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon. And it's basically in the idea that once we have experienced something in our lives, we start to then notice it more. It's just because now we are aware of it, we spot it out. Where previously it would have just gone right past us. Wow. Yeah, um, and it's so true. There are like loads of like um, it's it's basically sort of about uh, due to the fact that I mean I'm simplifying this greatly is that our brains work in patterns, and our brains like to associate patterns and and discover them and mark them and note them. So if we start to see something happen frequently, your brain likes to see that, so it will it will pick that up as a pattern, and then it will log it. I would imagine that that that's probably the best answer to the to the uh, to your question to me. Uh, perhaps it is that my brain has a tendency to see to see such patterns, mm-hmm. um, a, uh, maybe a little bit more so than most, or to think about them a little bit more deeply than most. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just saying that that could be perhaps why. Um, Oftentimes you hear these kind of uh, weird, deep thoughts from me because <laughs> I, I, because I, once I, once I see something like this, that starts kind of uh, resonating in my, in my head or in my mind. Um, I, I, I start seeing it a lot and then I, and then that causes me to think even more deeply about it and to really start to tie it in like, okay, what does this mean? You know what does this mean for me? Uh, the the quiet being a form of noise, and, and yeah, I should say before I get into this, then I start to draw parallels, sometimes maybe unusual ones. For instance, so the 
The astronomy thing caused me to start thinking about the inherent positive and a negative thing, and the zero and one, and the and the there's all there's never really nothing, and all of this stuff. And then I saw the quiet as a form of noise. And then shortly after that, I read this uh, um, uh, this interview uh, by of all people, uh, Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> of the uh, the the great uh, uh, Buddhist uh, monk and uh, and scholar, uh, I always I never am quite sure if I am pronouncing this uh, name right, but I'm going to say Kik Nhat An, um, a Vietnamese uh, uh, Buddhist monk. Uh, who is very well known? He's he's one of the people credited with bringing Buddhism to the West, uh, and uh, um, longtime uh, peace and nonviolence activist. And I think he might have even won the Nobel Prize at one point. Um, but um, in the interview, he talks about a concept that uh, in Buddhism that I really hadn't thought of in the same light before. Um, and that is the idea of compassionate listening. Um, uh, the idea that um, being present for somebody, especially someone you love, especially someone in suffering, um, is often best done by simply being present and listening and being fully in, fully engaged with what they're saying, not offering advice, not offering instruction, not judging, not evaluating, not uh, trying to tie together or to make sense, but just to sit and listen and be present that way, mm -hmm. right? Quiet is a form of noise. Hmm. And just the act of being an active listener oftentimes can speak louder than any words you have. And I, I, you know, and and so it's it's these parallels that I start to draw, um, and and these are the ways that I start to incorporate this into my life. I have a, a good friend who's going through just. She's and when I say good friend, she's my 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 dearest friend in the whole world, and she's going through some really tough times. I mean, not just one or two things, but it's just like everything that could possibly go wrong, is, is, you know, is weighing on her right now. And I've been trying to, you know, provide consolation and provide advice and trying to see, you know, let her know I can help if there's anything I need, trying to find out what that need is and whatever. And I finally realized that what she likely needs most from me is quiet and just to be present mm -hmm. and to listen compassionately and to make no judgment, to make no sound. And, and I tried that with her today and I think it helped a lot. Um, so, so it is these connections and these patterns that build and allow me to start to form 
the lessons that I then incorporate and then hopefully by learning them myself, by attempting them myself, by incorporating them myself, I can then share those with others. It's important. So, yeah, and this I, is I a great place to share those sort of things as well, I think. Well, and I mean, it's part of the... <sighs> the reason I write is to share and to tell stories, right? Yeah. Um, whether they're stories about me or stories about you or stories about everything else, you being the collective you, the, the mm-hmm. reading you, right? And it's the same thing with the podcast. It's, you know, it's... Is as much for, you know, for me sharing these things and, you know, exploring these ideas with those listening um, as it is for, you know, these are all coming from a, from a place of, of personal um, understanding or at least the attempt they're in to understand um, and, and, and to learn myself. Uh, in the hopes that my learning will help to uh, help others along the path. So, I don't know. That's uh, kind of uh, what I've been thinking of lately. I like. So, I'm just going to leave it there for people to to consider. And uh, just a reminder to folks that Mike does this uh, on his off time, as it were, Uh, and he works really hard at it. And 70 decibels, the network, in case you hadn't noticed, is growing at a ridiculous rate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just a bit. He just added Mike's on Mike's uh, podcast to the network. Yep. Uh... Everything seems to be going gangbusters, but what that means is with more listeners and more shows and and more stuff, it takes more work. And more work takes time and it takes money. So this is another appeal to anyone out there listening to please... Make a donation to the 70 Decibels Network if you are enjoying these shows that you are receiving at no charge. They really do go to help uh, help create the content that you see here. It is a labor of love for Mike, but I can guarantee you that uh, if it continues to take up much more of his time <laughs> it will also become the things that break him uh and the uh and the money will help to kind of keep the lights on and pay the bills and everything else it does secondly if you have a product and you wish to sponsor the 70 decibels network those opportunities are more than available and they are a tremendous opportunity and very quick way to reach literally thousands of people uh, in the course of a week or two. And uh, uh, I mean, tens of thousands. So seriously, it's well worth your money. The return on investment is a good one. 
there are good sponsors uh, lined up uh, coming down the pipe, but we always need more. So please make sure to, uh, if you've got a product, make sure to consider us as uh, one of those places to get the word out. And finally, and I'll leave it at this, <laughs> please do check out uh, some of the other shows on the 70 Decibels Network. Peruse them, because there is, just about at this point, something to fit everybody's, uh, um, you know, kind of idea of what a killer show is. And, uh, Damn right. And, and there are some great ones. Uh, I couldn't... I mean, I, I've already mentioned my favorites, but you'll find your own. Exactly. So. Something for everyone. Yes, there is. Well, Mike, Thank I you, think sir. that does it. It does. We'll, we'll, we'll talk later. We will. Friend. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>